perhaps in the future when I'm about to say I'm not the person, I'm not the girl who does this, perhaps I might reframe that idea and say something like, I'm not the girl who would do this yet or up until now. I'm not the girl who would have done this, but things change, people change, ideas change. So softening up a little, being a little bit more willing, sometimes the first step to doing something new is just being willing, just having the willingness to look at the thing in a new way. That in and of itself is a miracle. Did you know that there's such a thing as actually becoming a girls empowerment coach and empowering girls for a living? Um, I'm so proud to share that I have a certification program. It's called the Girl Life Academy. And in it, we provide every tool that you could possibly need to run purposeful, impactful, and uh, financially rewarding girls empowerment workshops. We're going to give you 17 empowerment workshops to teach. We're giving you a business in a box where you get marketing tools, you get business trainings, and then on top of all of that, you get the mindset tools to make sure that um, when you commit to doing this work, that you don't let those fears take you down. Fears of imposter syndrome, financial blocks, perfection paralysis, the stuff we all feel when we're taking on a new endeavor. But we're going to teach you how to make your desire for impact so much greater than the fear of starting something new. We've got your back 100% of the way, and we've got a community of 200 plus Girl Life coaches who will be cheering you on for your entire journey. So if you'd like to learn more about the Girl Life Academy, check us out, www.girllifeempowerment.com. Hope to see you on the inside. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the show. Uh, today, I am here for a solo episode, um, and I want to talk a little bit about the stories we tell ourselves that we actually start to believe and the ways that we actually define ourselves by our past. Um, now, to make true change and to transform and to evolve, which is our birthright, um, we need to be able to uh, to live in the present to also be able to have vision for the future, right? Not living in the past, the past mistakes, the past thoughts that have held us back, the past stories we've told ourselves, but really to um, to find a foundation to root ourselves in the what is and the what can be. Um, and so this episode was inspired by literally something that happened to me today. I um, was in yoga class. I had just arrived. I'm an early bird, so I'm always the first one there. And we just celebrated Yom Kippur. It's one of the high holidays in the Jewish tradition. And uh, my yoga teacher asked, how did your Yom Kippur go? And, and we typically fast on Yom Kippur. I said it was good. And, you know, we shared our sentiments about the holiday. And he's like, what made it like easier for you this year, the fast? And I started telling him a story about how every year for the last maybe four years, my daughter Noah and I, we chant Torah. Torah is essentially the Hebrew Bible. Uh, and 
basically, um, we go up to the front of the room, we call it the Bima, and we read from the Torah, which is such like, um, it's such a gift and a blessing to be able to do something like that and to be asked to do something like that. And it's just been such a beautiful mother-daughter experience for us to do that during the Yom Kippur holiday. And um, I said to him, well, this year we did not chant Torah, so we didn't need to get up and go to temple early. We ended up going later in the afternoon and being able to sleep a little bit more um, was very helpful in the fast because it like essentially eliminated a few hours of the fast. So um, now I'm kind of like, like going on a tangent, but just to like come back to the story, um, as I got onto my mat and as I started my yoga practice, I really started to think about this idea that I can't believe I just shared a story with my yoga instructor about the fact that I've been chanting Torah the last four years. Why is that? Because when I was a young girl, um, being asked to do anything of the sort would have, I would have definitely said no. In fact, I'm like so shy and embarrassed to share this, but like whenever I would go to temple as a young girl and the clergy would ask me to do something, like sometimes you're dressing the Torah, sometimes you have something called an aliyah where you go and you read from the Torah, anything that they ever asked, I, my gut instinct was to say no. And I usually did say no, um, which nobody says no to an opportunity like this. And maybe once or twice I said yes, but I did not have a bat mitzvah when I was 12, which is a, a rite of passage for every Jewish girl when she turns 12 or 13 years old. That's just to drive home for you just how um, uncomfortable I was putting myself out there, how uncomfortable I was going in front of the congregation, how uncomfortable I was to have like all sets of eyes on me. It just wasn't something that I was willing to do, even though the experience it would prove to be so nourishing and incredible. I always said no. So sitting on my mat today as a 46 year old woman and noticing that things have changed, right? Um, I'm not any longer that 12, 13, 14, 15 year old girl who shied away from those opportunities. Even the 25 year old girl who would have, you know, shied away from other opportunities and how beautiful it is to actually look back on that. And, um, whereas I used to say, I'm not the kind of person who, would say yes to an opportunity like this, clearly some things have changed and I've grown in some way that I actually have risen to the occasion of getting up there with my daughter and proudly chanting Torah, sharing my voice, sharing my truth, um, and, and putting myself in a position that I wouldn't have done 20 years earlier. So it really made me think of you know, A, how often do we stop to celebrate our progress? Like, I really hadn't taken a moment to congratulate myself and acknowledge myself for, for getting up and doing this thing that once upon a time I would have said I'm not the kind of person who would do this. Um, but once we celebrate our progress, we create more opportunities for progress. But if we don't actually hold that space for ourselves to 
really just be like, you know what, Melody, you did this. Like you did something that was really hard. You could do hard things. And that reassurance, that me being my own cheerleader, um, you can bet that's going to serve me and my future goals. And perhaps in the future, when I'm about to say I'm not the person, I'm not the girl who does this, perhaps I might reframe that idea and say something like, I'm not the girl who would do this yet or up until now. I'm not the girl who would have done this, but things change, people change, ideas change. So softening up a little, being a little bit more willing, sometimes the first step to doing something new is just being willing, just having the willingness to look at the thing in a new way. That in and of itself is a miracle. That's what the Course in Miracles says. It says just being able to move your perspective from fear to love is one of the greatest miracles of all, which is exactly what I did in order to be able to get up there on the Bhima and chant Torah with my daughter proudly. Okay, and that's just one example. And I, I want to like, you know, ask you if you took a moment today, like to grab a journal. Um, or grab the voice note section of your phone and just like stream of consciousness, ask yourself, what are you doing today that you would never have done 20 years ago? What are you doing today that you never would have done as a young girl? And like, just start listing all of those things. And it's just amazing. You know, I started making my own list and like, it's amazing when you take a bird's eye view of your life especially as you get older, right? As we mature, um, we get an even clearer picture of the world that makes up our life, right? And so when I take that bird's eye view and I see what's going on in my life and what I've been doing, like I could look at things as simple as laundry. Once upon a time, I didn't know how to do laundry. Once upon a a time, I really thought I was an awful cook, like when I lived in my parents' home, but it wasn't until I moved out of the house and I experimented and I failed forward and I screwed up a bunch of meals that I started having the ability to really create feasts. And now, like, I create feasts for my family. Just a couple nights ago before our fast, I had 10 of my family members over and literally cooked a feast a feast that I was proud of. But 30 years ago, you better believe I never would have believed I could do that. But we've got to prove ourselves otherwise. Um, How about speaking a new language, right? Like I never thought I could speak French or Spanish. And the first time I sat in on my language classes, I was like so confused. I was like so tripped up by all the newness and this like whole new language But then when you start doing the work, when you start developing the practice and the routine of the language, all of a sudden, before you know it, you're fluent. So like all the things that we start, um, and I'm giving you examples from my own life just to drive home how many examples exist. Um, The older you are, the more examples you can recall. Uh, that you are now in a position that is very different than the position you were in. So for example, motherhood, right? Motherhood is one of those things. Like I never would have known what kind of mother I would be, but we go through the process, 
right? And then we learn the kind of mother we are. We show ourselves like, what are we made of? If I even think about like um, my in vitro, like our experience in the fertility world, um, notice I didn't call it infertility because I don't like calling it infertility, but our fertility journey, like there was a time when I used to literally run away from the nurse at the doctor's office when he or she was giving me my, um, my, my needles for whatever reason, right? Like you get your measles, the needle, like all the things you're always there for vaccinations. And there was a time where I literally ran away from those people at the sight of a needle. When I got my ears pierced, I remember we were in Fairview Mall in Toronto and I ran away after they pierced my first ear. I ran away from the technician and my mother was chasing me around Fairview Mall. Like, so there was once upon a time where the sight of a needle would make me sick to my stomach. And then when I started my infertility, my I caught myself, my fertility journey, I was giving myself like dozens of needles a day in different parts of my body. I never would have thought I was the type of person who could withhold that, that feeling. But guess what? Things change. We grow. Um, look at your career. Look at the career you're in today, as opposed to the career you may have been in 20 years ago or before you went to college. Could you ever have imagined that you would be doing what it is that you are doing today? I know the answer for me is no way could I have imagined the career that I've created for myself. No way could I have imagined the way my days look. Um, no way could I have imagined that I would manifest a husband like the one that I have. Um, it's an amazing thing that happens when we learn how to love ourselves, when we learn how to have the right types of conversations with ourselves, and when we stop believing everything we think. And when we think a disempowering thought, we decide to choose again. There's nothing cooler than looking back at your life so far and noticing the things that you are doing today that you never ever would have believed that you could do, be, or accomplish in this life. So, um, this is a gentle nudge for all of us to remember that there is still room to grow. Um, there's always room to grow. And our own history is proof of that. Our own um, f- former fears and doubts that we have learned to push to the side and move forward regardless they don't own us, right? They don't own us. We have everything we need inside of us to change our mindset, to change our belief systems, and to prove to ourselves that we are more than capable to move in the direction of the things that speak to us. So I hope this very short episode spoke to you. I want to hear from you. I love to hear from you. Like what spoke to you in this episode? What are some of the things that you thought you could never do because you weren't that person that you have proven yourself wrong about that you're totally crushing right now? Um, I want to hear about it. Show me on Instagram. Tag me at Girl Life Empowerment. Leave a review for this podcast and share that this episode resonated with you. 
or share about the episode on social media. All of your shares are so, so very appreciated. It helps me to know uh, what kind of content should I create next? Like, where are we moving with this podcast? Are we impacting your life in a very small way? It means the world to me to hear from you. I appreciate you more than I know how to express. Thank you for your listenership, beautiful human. And I will talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a five-star review and subscribing to the show so that you don't miss an episode. These reviews are so very helpful to us and we are so grateful for each and every one of them. If you'd like to hang out with us on Instagram, give us a visit at Girl Life Empowerment. Can't wait to see you there.